Why do you always want money, but you suck at finding wealth? And what you allow to come in your mind controls your fucking heart. A man's word right now doesn't mean shit. Imagine if you just have that in your life. You have the truth and you have honor. That everything that comes out of your fucking mouth, you do it. That you do the shit that you said you're gonna do. Welcome to the Warrior Week podcast. I am Coach Max. We have our coach, Coach Sam, and we have our first ever fucking guest on our podcast. Kahea Kama'u. Kahea Kama'u. Kama'u. Good to be here. Kama'u. Thank you. Um, I'm actually grateful to have him here. We have a lot of things to ask. And today, really, I wanted to bring up the, the enemy of our children. And the enemy of our children can be a lot of different things, anything from wealth to trafficking. And it just so happens that we have a man that has a lot of insight on that. So I'm excited to have you here today. Awesome. Good to be here. Can you give me a little bit of a context of kind of how you know Coach Sam? Gosh, I know uh, I know Sam for about uh, maybe like seven years, eight mm, years. Mm. It's been a while, man, like nine years or something. Yeah. Um, we, did a podcast, we, we did a podcast. We did a video podcast. 2018. Uh, 2018. Yeah. And that was after we'd known each other for a few years. A few and years. Met him through a mutual friend and um, uh, very inspiring. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 the interesting thing is um, – you know, uh, it's been nine years that I've been calling him the wrong name until today. <laughs> so, and, he, you know, he's it, kind enough to never course correct me. But for nine years, I've been calling him Cahill, thinking that the last letter at the end of his name is an L, not an I. Oh, shit. I just I just realized. So my name is Kahealani. Kahealani. And, oh, but- and then but you could break it at uh, Kahil Ani, technically. But I'm oh, so Polynesian. Uh, yeah, so technically you were right. Fuck. You were, you were yeah. calling him by the right thing the whole time. What's yeah. your what's it now changes what's the nature the, of the game? What's the nickname? What's your so nickname? So it's Kahea Lani. So then I just I just go by Kahea, but that's okay. more like Polynesians mm-hmm. know how to break it. Good. Now I understand. Shit. Yeah. Good. Right. Yeah. Good. And give me fucking give, right, bro. Give me a little context yeah. in regards to the book and when uh coach used you in in his book, Every Man a Leader. Uh, how did how did that work out? What was that? What do you remember of it? Um, so yeah, the book covered a portion of my life where, um, in a very quick thirty second snapshot, I was a single father. Kids were babies. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And um, I had to make a choice between do I raise my kids? They're babies. I had to, like focus on them or focus on business. So I focused on them. I didn't care about my businesses at the time. Yeah. I um, um, that took me to an, a, a part where I was so broke. My house was in foreclosure. Cars were trying to get repossessed. But my son, my oldest son at the time, which was only three, was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. So I had to then also take him to the hospital all the time and that kind of thing. So that story, that podcast talked about that and how I went from that and going broke all the way down to where I, uh, electricity got cut, utilities got cut. And I had to now make a pivot and build something that was so big that I would never end up in that situation again. Yeah. 
So what, was, and what, what did you build? Uh, so from that situation, uh, within, I was obviously broke utilities are out there. I didn't even have money to pay my utilities, right? Yeah. We're talking like several hundred bucks is all for electricity. So I didn't have that. Um, at that moment at my, that was probably my deepest, darkest moment in my life where I realized I couldn't even feed my kids. Right. That was probably the deepest part on the electricity and all that, but like I couldn't feed my kids. And then taking that from there to fast forward in about six months, I had a hundred thousand dollars in my bank account in two years. I had over a million dollars and then I just kept building it from there. Uh, I launched so hard and so rough to make sure I could never, I, I could never look at my kids in the eyes and be in that situation again. You know, coach, I got a question in regards to men in general, because obviously he's gone through the program. He's learned mm -hmm. and he took action on it. What do you see? Cause I mean, thousands of men you've seen do it. What, what do you see? Cause he's not different than a lot of other men. No. We've seen other men do the same thing he's talking about. No. Yeah. What is it to those that really fail or quit or don't find that drive or go launch super hard? Like what he said. Yeah. I think what, what happens, uh, uh, the majority of the time is that people getting sucked into the game of, uh, you know, popularity yeah. and, uh, and sadly, that's that's what that's what most men play. Like there's a lack, there's a lack of identity, there's a lack of certainty, and they're running after other men trying to fill that up inside of what they need to do. I mean, look, man, when you have when you don't have the money to pay the electricity, ain't no, nobody else gonna fill that up for you. Like literally, no. like you're you're on an island, you're on an island out of nowhere, and ain't nobody gonna come and pay the electricity. Or I remember the story also yeah. went further away. They they possessed your car. Yeah, now you don't even have yeah. the car to bring your kid to the hospital, which yeah. was a mandatory thing to bring him every week, right? No, four times a week. Four times a week, yeah. So four there's a frequency a to that shit. Facial therapy, physical therapy. And that was, the, you're exactly right. People are so scared of what it looks like. I didn't fucking care. I was in the corner and you read that story. I'm in the corner. I'm crying. My son is like, come back to the camp out. Why? Because I had, the electricity was out. So I told my kids we're camping. And I put a sheet over my bed and we're camping. And so my son in the middle of the night was like looking for dad. Why aren't you at the camp out? Right. And uh, such an epiphany moment. I take a picture of that moment and I realize that I'm sitting there crying. You see my eyes crying. I, I'm glad I took this picture. My son is smiling. And I was like, there's so much lessons I learned from that. We're two physical human beings living in the same environment. We're in the same environment. Why is it that I'm crying? my heart out thinking I've lost everything in the world. My son thinks he's camping with his dad. Mm. Like that to me was like an epiphany moment uh, uh, amongst a whole bunch of other, you know, shit that you can gather from that picture. And so, um, but you're right. People are so fucking scared of what it looks like to build. And they just want to act a certain way. I didn't fucking care. You know what I did the next day? I went on a Craigslist. I, went for any job I could find on Craigslist. Mm. I unclogged somebody's toilet for 20 bucks. Yeah. With my kids waiting in the stroller outside in the yard, yeah. get 20 bucks. All right, then I went somewhere else. Got a hundred bucks doing this, got a hundred bucks doing that. I cleaned out somebody's cabinets, got 50 bucks for that. I don't fucking care. All I knew was that I wasn't gonna be where I was at that night. Yeah. And it didn't matter what it took to get there. And within a week, I got the electricity <clears throat> on. And, and really, that's the to answer your question. That's the attitude yeah. that is required. It's not an attitude of you know getting attached to a popular story or a popular man. It, it, it's it, so if the consequences of of your circumstances doesn't break your knees, you ain't gonna fucking crawl. Uh, and so until that happens, you're gonna always have this 
this story that somebody else somehow somewhere has a way for you. Really, the way is to clog the fucking toilet. Go like we've talked about this yeah, so many times. Yeah, we just talked about this in the last podcast. Motherfucker, go work. Yeah, yeah, get to work. We talked about this with greed and how you know men don't understand the importance of just doing work, where it yeah. has to be something grandiose, where it's like just being a fucking trash man could make you a lot of money, provide for your family, and like you said, it puts a smile on your fucking son's face. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny is that people are like this. They're like, I'd never be a trash man. What the fucking trash man got paid a million dollars here? Would you still like I I'll never say I will never. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fucking shit because karma will come to me and be like, oh yeah, let me prove it to you. Because yeah. you obviously haven't learned something yet. So I, I mean yeah. th that's one kind of work, right? So you put the work inside of that and and uh, you you grow in uh, for the past nine years. And past couple of years, uh you and I have been uh very close and in contact. You've got into uh, humanitarian work, and and that's 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 what we're hearing in this fucking podcast. Or you know, this is a second. This isn't you know, 2018. You were somewhere. Now you're completely somewhere else. Uh, and so th there is this other level of work that you've gone into, right? It's it's in the spiritual realm, and it's really at war with. Uh, it's a warfare, man. It's a warfare out there with fucking evil. And there was a movie that lately came out of that, The Sound, Sound of Freedom. Of freedom. Yep, um, uh, you and I watched that movie in 2020. Yeah, I invited you to the premiere of that in 2020, and it's taken this long for it to come out. Number one movie in the world. Number one movie in the world was shelved for four years. Go figure. Well, uh, no, not go figure. There's a specific yeah, <laughs> exactly. reason they're fearful of. Oh, come yeah. on. Like, right. Yeah. Come on. Like, that's... And, and yeah. right now, it's in the theater right now, and it has problems. And so we're here to really talk about, like... You know, obviously the movie's talking about uh, the yeah. story, right? So why don't you give us a background, a little bit of the story, but then take us to the jungle, man. Take us yeah. to uh, what hasn't been spoken, because this this is a podcast where, um, you know, we're going to tell it as is, right? We're, we're going to tell it as is. So take us to the jungle, man. So there's two principles in money that I'll start out with is that, A, you should create enough money to take care of your family. And, and also that includes, like, you can have the extra nice stuff. That's fine. Go for that shit, especially if material things help you elevate yourself to a higher level. Good. Go for that. I have no like I I actually encourage that. Uh, and then the second part is, is once you've started to accumulate that awesome now start like heavily giving to other people that couldn't do that or mm, hadn't mm. done that or are in situations that are too fucking impossible to do that. Um, and those are my two levels in, in money It's like. Take care of family first and then fine, go take care, but take care of others. Like you, mm. you have to. And the more that you create wealth, it should be to take care of more people. Mm. So uh, in 2016, I'm introduced uh, to a guy named Tim Ballard. Yeah. And uh, Operation Underground Railroad. At the time, that that's that was what the nonprofit that he had started. And I see him at this uh, symposium, this uh, like they were he's talking. Um, actually, it was that so Elizabeth Smart was talking. Okay. So I go there listening to Elizabeth Smart. She was uh, this girl that was kidnapped and uh, abused for several years, sexually abused for several, several years, like like living in a pit, mm -hmm. right? And then um, Tim's co-spoke with her. Never seen him before, but it just struck me. It was like almost like a calling. Like I knew I would know him or mm -hmm. I knew I knew him. However it was, but here's the thing. It was a funny thing. Uh, there was also something not yet so that was so sorry that that was 2014 yeah yeah but when i first saw him and then i said okay fine but like i i know i'll know him and that, that was it yeah 2016 comes along 
Um, I sell one of my companies, uh, had made a bunch of money. I was just kind of fucking whatever, partying, whatever, like just hanging out. Yeah. My sister calls uh, the attorney general of Utah. I'm in Utah at the time, Sean Reyes. And Sean Reyes is like, um, so she calls him and was like, hey, you know, my brother, he's just kind of hanging around, like putting him to work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him something to do because like, who knows? And so anyways, uh, Sean calls me up and was like, hey, man, come down to the state capitol. Um, let's hang out for a little bit. So I come down to the state capitol. He's he's from Hawaii, by the way. So okay. that's kind of okay. the connection here is that family friend. And so I, I come into his office uh, and he has another guy there and we're, we're chatting for a bit. And uh, he realized I'm I, I, like my schedule is just wide open. But I also prefix that my my dad worked intelligence. Yeah. So all my life growing up, my dad was like all over the place, all over the world. Like, mm. um, so I was raised in a, fam- a military family. Yeah. So we were shooting guns. Like I was shooting M16s at like five years old. Like uh, we're doing all the repelling and like all this stuff. Right. Uh, I was training karate. Yeah. So um, he was like, hey, go down to Mexico um, with one of my guys. And we're investigating a kidnapping of a, of a girl that was kidnapped from Utah. Yeah. It's down in Mexico. And maybe you guys can cover that. And, you know, we just kind of help out a little bit. Um, you, you play a good part anyways. And I know that you're going to keep yourself safe. So, yeah, you know, so, um, I go and do that fast forward that, that little thing turned into an entire rescue mission that rescued 13 girls oh, wow. out of trafficking. And these girls, the youngest was 12 years old. The oldest was 15. So, I was in shock. Mm. Now in the moment during the mission, like I was like, adrenaline is going and you're just like going through all the motions. Like, okay, we got to do this. Got that. Like in your planning and your strategic, I, I, um, uncovered a world for, for me personally, I had uncovered a world. I didn't know it existed. Uh, what they were doing to young children, not just girls, but boys as well. Um, I had never, I never knew in my life this kind of stuff was going on. And I saw it firsthand. And at the same time, I had a kid that was 12 years old, Josh. Josh yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 years old when I was coming home from the mission. But yet he's at home safe playing his Xbox or whatever, right? Like, and uh, these girls should have been doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but they're, you know, they were, they were there and they're drugged out too. That was the thing too, like the, the truck. So, yeah, I, I mean that—that's a fucked up visual, yeah. uh, right? So before we enter into the jungle, right? Yeah. Before we enter, because we want to enter in that world, yeah. um, <clears throat> I'm pretty comfortable entering in that world. Coach Max is pretty comfortable entering. Obviously, you have entered it more your time, but I do want to bring up this point, right? So that um, we, the modern man, needs to be exposed to this shit, and and, and here's the reality. Uh, you know, I saw a comment on Facebook from one dude saying, oh, man, I watched a movie, uh, Sounds of Freedom, 30 minutes into it, I'm disgusted, I had to leave, right? Obviously, he meant that, you know, he's disgusted about what he's yeah. seeing and all that, but he leaves in 30 minutes. Well, motherfucker, your ass needs to sit there and watch that and know that, but people want to brush it off. <laughs> you come to know about it and you you, you want to run away with it. It's like this concept of hell that we keep talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about hell. Nobody wants to see evil at work because everybody thinks everybody's good. Uh, The kids at 12 being abused right now in trafficking, look, man, that's not different from million, million, 
million of kids that died in a war of Iraq and Iran between 1988 and 98. Kids yeah. were fucking killed with chemical bombs that Saddam Hussein would drop in Kurdistan right at the border of Iraq. So if any motherfuckers hearing this has been in that war zone, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. But the rest of the world that has no idea about this. Uh, they, were right? like, they went like uh, the bird in the sand, like, huh? Disappeared. Uh, like, that was it. Uh, nobody talks about no. every night bombs were dropped in the middle of city in Tehran, including houses where I used to fucking sleep, neighbors of it could have been my fucking house, but it was my neighbors, right? Yeah number of kids have been killed in that or the Armenian genocide or what happened in fucking Cambodia or what's happening today in China with all the fucking, you know, the the, the, the little girls that are being buried because they're born like this children <laughs> killing or, or hey, man, let me give you a, a more is even fucking abortion like this abuse of children is all over place. No, abortions turn into murder, basically. Murder. Let me ask you a question because you brought up a good point and you said specifically your mind was open by being there and you realized that there was this world that you didn't even know of. Yeah. Right. And when we think of it, we know that slavery has been around for a while. Yeah. We know that fucking trafficking. It's not a fucking new concept. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's like not we like sell a, body. We sell sex. Yeah. We sell it's it. not like uh, the attorney general was like, hey, this kid got kidnapped and she's being sold for sex. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've never heard of that shit. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's there. So why is it that, back to what Coach is saying, why is it that men are asleep on this? What do you see now being aware of it and being like, oh, fuck, kicked in the dick, realizing like, oh, fuck, I can get involved with it. I can help this out. Shame on me for not fucking knowing. Why is it that people are fucking asleep? Like, how do we get them to wake the fuck up? Like, what's the deal? I, I think it's even like, it goes along with you guys' program. Uh, I think one of the biggest issues is we have a whole bunch of different issues going on in the world. But one of the issues is, is the emasculation of men, period. Clear. Right. Period. Yep. And we didn't have to go in like, that's a whole nother 20 hours that we can go into that emasculation of men, period. And now their attack. So that's a subtle attack. We don't even see it or people don't see it. And now we can start to orchestrate our other agendas. I'm talking as if I'm a trafficker or whoever, like on that side. And, but there's no men to fucking protect the families anymore the men is now shit what do i do oh my god like 100 that 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 that's the like, source of a and, fucking problem and then every time a masculine man steps up oh what the fuck is wrong with you yeah right the world yeah tries you got, to, it's like now you have like, toxicity and all this bullshit yeah, to just Absolutely. do something that you should have basically done which is animal nature to protect your family but now you're in trouble if you raise your voice if you this if you that and it's like no like so you destroy the family concept you destroy it uh, men as general. And then, yeah, you got a circus of whatever you want to do. You got an open field. And you just talked on this trafficker and this trafficker tricks. What are the tricks that the traffickers are doing? Obviously by demasculating men, yeah. obviously by taking the man out of the household, obviously and those things, but what else are you seeing them do in, in regards to that? So, uh, aside from that, the simple fact that it took a movie for us to realize that trafficking has been going on for mill uh, like not millions of years but like uh, for years and years and years i mean we have more people in slavery actual bondage yeah. slavery than we did back in the 1800s yes hmm. yes actual bondage slavery like i've been to actual slave camps since we've talked i've literally been to slave camps i flew my drone i personally flew my drone over at night to uh investigate we actually grabbed scrubs uh, uh with tim and a few of these guys 
we grubs we grabbed scrubs we went in as uh doctors uh what's that without borders doctors without borders and uh nato we we play a whole bunch of whatever and we go in and say hey you're just here to you know check on your people and uh nonprofit, blah, blah blah right just so we can go in it's feces everywhere there's no toilet there's no nothing it's just they're in huts but they're guarded in this compound with guns and they're forced to work the farms that produce produce and get this shit. Where does the produce go? It's getting fucking shipped into the US. Yeah. That is crazy. We are literally eating produce that was farmed by slaves. And there are more slaves right now in this world than there was ever. So the other part of that too, is I was looking at some stats in regards to the labor and obviously there's there's labor labor trafficking and there's yeah. sexual trafficking and then there's marriage trafficking which is mind blowing in itself and organ harvesting and organ harvesting too yeah, yeah there the list is pretty yeah. deep um and just not being aware of it right not wanting to have this conversation cuz they get disgusted with it and not realizing okay hey you're buying fucking food from a labor fucking intensive location that has slavery and they don't know though either right so we just go to the grocery store and buy the food I know that from that investigation, we found out that there are over 3,000 grocery stores in the East Coast that were supplying the produce from this place. It's not the grocery store's fault either, though, right? Like they're just buying and, hey, these guys came along with a cheaper price. Well, now we know why. And they're just buying it according to supply, demand, and pricing. Um, so it's not their fault. But the fact that it goes that deep is pretty crazy what is the attrition rate inside that farm like what is like what's the lifespan of somebody like what's the what's i don't know the age, like I, the we, we, um we fell upon this a couple of years ago we're working on it right now okay active okay. investigation and, and obviously i can't see the country or anything but close enough that produce can come across um but yeah it's fucked up. well you look you look at the fundamental of the problem, right? And the components of the problem. Well, on one point, you got the, the trafficking crew on the ground, right? You got, you got that. Obviously, that's a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. And then you have the ones that promote these people to be on the ground, right? So the psychology behind it, which is what you yeah. guys talked about, which is, hey, demasculation, pretty much at the level of government, pretty much at the level of legislation, pretty much at the oh, yeah, level of, yeah. you know, overall control, uh, you know, promote abortion, promote uh, sex change, right? Uh, sex change of, of a man does not increase femininity, right? You don't, with the, the, the society doesn't become more feminine if man change their sex. Oh. The, 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 the society becomes more neutral, because there is less man and because there's less man, there's less response of feminine to a man and any feminine group can take a stand for it. But like you're not increasing the, the nature and the value of, of femininity. You're it's decreasing. It's a merging of both. It, it's, it's a merging of both to where all of a sudden now there's no feminine. There's a masculine. It's a setup. Like everybody asks the same. It, and, it's a yeah, setup. Like, and and it appears in the role of a marriage of a man and a woman, when a man is lost in a role of marriage, when a woman is lost in a role of marriage, and when this continues as a next generation, well, you you grew up in, in, a, in a marriage where your dad didn't know his role, your mom didn't you know, fuck, you're gonna be confused. You don't know what the fuck, what role to play. Well, and then beyond that, uh, the marriages are ending in just a few years anyway. Few years. <laughs> so next thing so you know- a joke. Like next thing you know, the family household has become a joke. Joke, because yeah. next thing you know, you're getting family guidance from a movie, uh, Barbie. You go oh, yeah. to watch Barbie to get family guidance. 
It's like that's where when you got a bunch of men no, watching it gets, Barbie, it gets, it gets it's easy to traffic. Worse than that. So Disney and all these people, CNN, all them are are attacking Sound of Freedom, right? Cuties comes out from Netflix a couple of years ago. The series Cuties, and if you guys don't know anything about it, like, but Cuties comes out. It's horrible. <laughs> like horror. It actually promotes trafficking. It promotes underage women, not women, children sleeping with older guys. Like it's horrible, and yet. Applause. Wow, so artistic. Amazing. The acting was great. The what the fuck? So so <laughs> yeah. well that takes away the well, household. That takes away the 100%. household. Absolutely. It takes it destroys that. So we talk about three fundamental problems, right? We talked about the, the trafficker on the ground, obviously a problem, evil motherfuckers. Yeah. Then you talk about the the governing agents that are promoting that kind of psychology, the bigger attack. But the main problem, and this is what we need to address, the problem are the customers themselves, specifically yeah. men. Men yeah. are again the fucking problem. No, DTA, not, not, don't not, trust anybody. Not even that. American men. America is the consumer. America drives the demand for adults having sex with children in 100%. the entire world. And that's America what we want to talk about. That, that is crazy. That's what we. Well, we, yeah, nobody, nobody wants to take responsibility well, for that. That's crazy. Well, everybody wants to talk about the trafficker, right? Everybody yeah. wants. Oh, sh show me the bad guys. Let me see the video of the bad guy. Why? Because th there is what there's like Supply excitement. Well, there's excitement. I, I don't want to fucking talk. I, let's not give the fucking trafficker any credit. He's a he's a, just a piece of shit that works for someone. But yeah. the, the the piece of shit. It's not the traffic. The piece of shit is the fucking customer. Yep. Let's talk about that because that motherfucker lives next to you. That motherfucker lives next to you. That That's the lying piece of shit that next in, lives in your neighborhood. It's how, like how anything, many else, neighborhood? It's like anything Do you else. have any data uh, on that? Do you have any data? How many motherfucking customers are in per neighborhood approximately? I don't know the data off that. Actually, There's got to be no some so. fucking data, man. There's Tim has got to work yeah. on this. Then say, hey, man, yeah. hey, man, in your street, at least one out of fifteen neighbor is a customer. Oh, like of this I shit. like a, so nationally, I, I believe it's like one out of twenty. Or That's like fucked that. up. That is fucked up, but that is what it is. And then here's the thing too, is out of that, um, there's various levels, right? Like various level, like the ones that go really far off the deep end, the ones that are like just like drugs. It's the same kind of thing. But at the end of the day, how do you stop coke? People not wanting to buy it. How do you stop trafficking? People not wanting to buy it, right? Like. Traffickers aren't out there because no one wants to buy it. It's because there's a lot of people that want to buy it. That's the scary shit. So yeah, trafficker goes under, another trafficker rises. And that's what the movie was was trying to do. It was trying to promote the awareness for people to start realizing that this shit is real and it needs to stop. And it's happening in your own neighborhood because there are men t tell that us want a, to go sleep with children. Tell us a story where you fucking punched a customer in the fucking face. Maybe um, you punched him, maybe you elbow him. I don't know, man. But like, tell me a customer. Or supposedly yeah, punched them. Yeah. Tell me whatever, yeah, whatever, yeah. You, whatever yeah. you can say. Yeah. Um, no, say everything you want, man. But but like a customer, like when a motherfucker, like the customer focus, like that story, if you have. It was Haiti. Uh, okay. I had done a lot of operations in Haiti. Um, and there was an operation where the guy, where we, we infiltrated a brothel. And um, the guy had the audacity as we're arresting everybody and Haitian police are with us, federal police are with us, right? Arresting everybody. Then one of these uh, guys that was caught in the act with the minor starts as he's arrested in the back of a truck, they're like in trucks and going back. I'm American, man. I'm American. I'm American. What the fuck? <laughs> like lost it on him. Like 
you're going to start telling me I'm, and I, as if I should have sympathy that you would board a plane and leave our country and fly hours because you planned the idea to come to Haiti to have sex with a little girl. And now you want my sympathy? Like you're worse than every single else, anybody else in there that might've been locally because you took more effort to do this and spent a lot of money to get there to just destroy a little girl. Yeah. And destroy, destroy everything in regards to what that American stands for. Yep, the yeah. Fuck, the We're fact, the fact that he's yeah. saying that. And then who knows what, it, and, and, and here's the thing, I'm American, American. I, I served in the military, like all kinds of crap. And I'm not, uh, that's not, not judgment on that. I'm just saying like, this is what he was saying. And it was just like, you were better off keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> like now you, you're, you're going to get worse. Here's the thing though. Uh, it's called, so the double jeopardy law for the longest time was like, you can never get accused twice of the same crime. You can never serve punishment twice for the same crime. But the Congress passed a law. Tim Ballard pushed for it a few years ago and they pushed a law. They, they, they um, passed a law that this guy, and this guy went through it, and I, don't, I didn't follow up later, but this I know this is what's going to happen with him. He will go to jail in Haiti for several years, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever the sentence is, right? Caught red-handed, so there's, there's no way he can even, like, give <clears throat> it on video. Um, and then once he finishes his sentence and he thinks he's free, he gets extradited to the U.S., and the U.S. gets to retrial him for the same crime, and he's going to go back to jail and probably go life. And so... That's an amazing, uh, amazing, amazing, amazing law. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, to go, yeah, no, you'll go to jail. And if you think you're going to pay off the Colombian government or Mexican government or Haiti government, whatever government you're going to pay off, when you get back to the U.S., you're going back to jail again. But I'm pretty sure the guys in jail aren't going to take lightly to you either. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, and that's, again, that's, a, that's the justice that's needed. Yeah. Because if it was so acceptable, why is the criminals not willing to accept that kind of abuse and that kind of sexual interaction with kids. And, and the same thing with talking about it. We were talking about this with porn. If it was so, so acceptable, why is it something you don't want to talk about with others? Exactly. So then vice versa, like we need to talk about this. So it stops. It needs to be talked about, chatted about, figure out like, Hey, we need to stop this. No, we, we need to not talk about it, man. You're right. But we need to visually talk about it. You need to paint the fucking story. People need to fucking hear, not close their ears. Oh, my God, this is hurting my balls. No, motherfucker. You need to hear this. You need to allow this image to sit in your mind. And you need to have the data that one out of 20 motherfuckers in your neighborhood actually has this kind of nature. So tell me, yeah. tell me, tell me, uh, tell me, because, you know, doing this shit is once like, but one of the main problems is also like uh, uh, the porn production of children, right? So they use this to build porn. And now they feed all these other scary motherfuckers that don't like the scariest, disgusting motherfuckers that don't have the balls to get the plane and go to Haiti and do this shit. So they'll do it in the safety of their home. But yeah. they're, they're doing the same shit. They're violating, right? So was there a bust on, on a huge like porn production that you guys got in? So we don't get involved in that because anything stateside typically has uh, there's already jurisdiction on that kind of stuff, which is why we we go out into the world to the third world countries that don't have the law enforcement uh, available. However, OUR assists and Tim sis and uh, it's not even really OUR, but Tim and a bunch of organizations assist the federal government here in the interior here to go after those. And there's been a lot of different busts. I haven't personally been on one. Yeah, but uh, the typical scenario is. 
it starts out like drugs, right? This um, coke to crack to whatever, right? Whatever level that leads them to meth that then destroys their life. So think of it the same way as uh, porn and people can fight me on this, but it starts out at porn. And then it goes, and I've seen so many interviews, it starts out as porn. Like, like, how did you get here? Starts out as porn, start out as um, sketcher porn, start out as, and I'm not saying everybody does this, but this is kind of just like a drug addict. Not everybody becomes a drug addict and goes to meth. But the ones that did started out simple, went to something a little bit more, went to something a little bit more, went to underage girls at some point because it was edgier. And then it's like, well, what, you know, like, it's always, what's the harder to find? Uh, oh, this might be harder. That might be harder. And yes, uh, storage case files of videos over and over of guys that have it in their basement, whatever. And they're consuming child porn. Child porn is also the consumption cons uh, of child porn is American citizens. Hmm. Highest consumer of child porn is America. Uh, and that's crazy as well. Um, and of course, you're going to go child porn. And then what's going to happen? If you're in this deep drugged kind yeah. of phase, you're going to go, well, now that wasn't enough. I need to like be with one. <laughs> at some point and then the flight happens so then when you meet a guy like that up and he's saying i'm american blah 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 i already know it took years before he got there mm. on a pathway of i'm now gonna go and do this to this little girl like it wasn't that he just casually walked out of a restaurant and some girl was in there and got him to go to the brothel <laughs> he came there like no no offense, but no one goes to Haiti for vacation. <laughs> like that happened because he had planned it. It was all planned out. It was all it's mental. The, it's the compound effect yeah. of, you know, walking in that side, man. And it starts as simple as fucking porn, yeah. which how many people fucking have access to that, right? Yeah. It's easy. Everyone like teenagers, little kids do. Yeah, but, you're explaining that. And I see it like a gambler. I see it no problem with drug addiction. Yeah. Why, why not? Right? People get so addicted to porn that they're masturbating multiple times and yeah. they go to fucking transvestite porn. You gotta, they got to go deeper, yeah. the next deeper, edge. deeper, yeah. deeper, the next, deeper edge. the next edge. Yeah. The next, and, and it may take years for someone to switch edge, right? So you may be, so if you're listening to this and you're into porn, I, I mean, literally you are facing this danger of what this guy may have end up. And you may not like to hear this, but that's where the path leads you. I mean, it, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a vortex. There's right? always a pathway, whatever you're doing, there's always a path of whatever you're doing. And so five Just years into <laughs> normal porn. And next thing you know, you want to <laughs> level up the game and, and you take because cocaine and you go to the next level of yeah. watching some shit. Yeah. It, it, it's a setup, man. All of us a setup. And that's what the, what I was going to say earlier too was um, what's going on too with the masculine men, uh, men now being removed from being protectors, right? Because if we yeah. you say the word protector, what do you think, girl or guy? Guy. Mm. I don't care the most uh, feminist uh, woman, crazy feminist woman ever. She'll still when she thinks protector, she doesn't think girl she thinks guy so you remove guys you're removing protectors yeah uh physical protectors fine you know emotionally whatever but like physical protectors and now we're not there to check on our daughters we're not there to check on like now we're um why are you uh why are, why are you questioning us why are you like whatever like what you can't even protect without being accused of something right and so you remove all that and now the field is open 
field is open, bro. For them to just come in and just... The field is open both ways. For them to come in and for the other uh, entity, the government entity, the, the whatever agency to brainwash these people that have abandoned their masculinity. They're easy to, to be brainwashed now. They okay. don't have no fighting. They have no protective mechanism inside of that to yeah. fight against the lies. Well, it's just like a motherly instinct, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't fucking go against a motherly instinct, just like you wouldn't go against a fatherly instinct to protect. It works and, hand and in hand, yet, and yet we're yeah, doing it. We're doing it, and we're we're trying to eradicate it inside of our population. Like it's yeah, it's a no, it's a nasty it's, fucking thing that's happening. Exactly, it's hand in hand, and they both balance each other out. But that that was like the yin and the yang. That was the ancient prophecies of everything. Everything we've ever learned, natural balance of nature is that there's always a hand in hand. So yeah, you got masculinity, but over masculinity and you turn into whatever, right? And it's not good, but over femininity and you turn into that area and it's not good either. So there should be a balance of both. Yeah, well, there's an attack on both, That what you said, Max. Yeah. There is an attack on the uh, on the feminine instinct and that happens with abortion. No, no, no woman wants to abort his child instantly and what happens is the pressure of society and what other people say and and what is painted out there it has began with that and for men is the demasculation that that's what the, the protective factor these these two things are happening right now uh talk to me about a a fucking horrible uh bust uh what i'll i'll, I'll share with you guys this one this one happened um just in the middle of covid actually <laughs> um and um, called out to a mission. And I can actually say the country because there's actually a documentary coming out uh, that's going to be released and it's going to talk about this anyway. So uh, the documentary is called Sage's Prayer. Mm. And uh, Sage is Sage Robbins, Tony Robbins' wife. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, I'll explain why. But uh, the reason why uh, or reason for the title is because in the middle of this operation, when everything went haywire and it got very dangerous and we're looking at myself getting shot as well, included in this. Um, Sage Robbins was with Tony and they're in their place in Florida and she was in the middle of something and something just alerted her to go to her prayer, like just go say prayer mm. for us. She knew we were on an op um, and she says a prayer. So that's why it's called Sage's Prayer. So uh, let's start out. Haiti, mm -hmm. uh, rewind uh, Venezuela a few years ago collapsed mm -hmm, right like mm -hmm. and the family people were like running away from venezuela the government had kind of collapsed and uh things a lot of issues happening and people were were migrating north and they end up in colombia mm -hmm. so now you got all these families and the disruption and and all these girls and everybody's just kind of run around and, and their homes are gone and and now you got all oh, it's like a um it's like the perfect setup for a trafficker yeah all these kids everywhere families disrupted homes not around kids in the streets perfect scenario for a trafficker so what happens you got a um lady that was decent look and her boyfriend or husband or whoever it was um and they're in haiti but uh they go across to venezuela and they start trying to pick up these girls and promising them modeling agency contracts uh and that's what's so stupid is that um people fall for that even now in the u.s like it was like such a dumb thing but people are so wanting popularity get, popularity whatever that they're they're willing to like take the riskiest shit to go with a guy on a trip because <laughs> he's a model agency guy he's a photographer <laughs> yeah he takes he has pictures like everybody has a phone nowadays like but no this guy's got a official camera yeah. you know so whatever but anyways that's what happens uh 15 girls 
get uh, fly to Haiti to do their modeling agency schooling or whatever. And um, as soon as they land, they get in the car or the van or whatever happened, passports are taken from them. And they're in this house that was called Della Mansion or a mansion or whatever. Uh, they're now locked up and it's in Denford, indentured uh, servitude because um, they're like, no, 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 you can leave. But, uh, you know, we paid for your flight. We paid for your food now. And we paid for every single night that you slept here. Now, these are like 12 year olds, 10 year olds, right? Like they know what that's going on. Uh, so yeah, you have to work it off. Um, now one way is, um, you know, guys come here and they sleep with you and then you know, make a little money and give it back to us. And well, yeah, yeah, you can get out. Right. So they're on the hamster wheel thinking they sleep with more men. They're going to be able to get out of their situation, which is never going to happen. And, um, that lasted for almost 18 months that they were sleeping in a jail cell type of thing. Like we're talking bars in a basement of a big house comp compound that was guarded that even the police would come in hmm. and sleep with these girls. I, like, and that's the other question too. Well, wouldn't you run away if you had a chance, wouldn't you run away? Cause they were also sent out to hotels, hmm. go sleep with these guys and they would come right back. Why wouldn't you run away? Well, some of the customers were police. Hmm. Wouldn't you be scared as a little 12 year old going, who do I run away to? Hmm. Yeah. Especially in a foreign country. Yeah. Yeah. Who do I run away to? And, and they're foreign too. They're from Venezuela too. Like there's no, like, who do you run away to? Like, and who knows, maybe they did try and uh, try to run away. Cop put them up. Hey, hmm. Oh, you're from the mansion. Cool. Let me take you back. Right. Like, so um, that's going on. At some point you're starting to lose hope. Like, who the hell is going to go and look for you in the basement of this house in Port-au-Prince, Haiti? Who's coming and looking? So we get a tip. It gets worse. We get a tip that the taxi drivers were given flyers. And they would, if anytime there's an American that showed up that fit the profile, or whatever, like the taxi driver was like, oh, yeah, this guy might be cool. I'm going to give him the flyer. And the flyer said, Hamburger plus drink plus girl, fifty dollars. $50. $50. They're selling them for $50. Come to your hotel room with a delivery fee, you know, or pay a little extra to the taxi driver. And the taxi driver would orchestrate. So that way, as they're driving to the hotel, the guy's looking at that, you know, okay, yeah, cool. I'll take this. Here's some extra money. I'll be bringing them over tonight, whatever, right? Um, that was what was going They were so bold that the taxi drivers literally had flyers in their car and they would pass them out to whatever customer they thought would go for it. Right. So we did this op. Uh, we fly in to Haiti, Port-au-Prince. We land. Um, we uh, um, start to investigate, not just that one, but there's leads for other, there's some like clubs over there and that kind of thing. And uh, we go in and, uh, our usual is that we'll go in and we'll party mm. basically um, kind of act like normal American tourists and stuff like that. And, you know, of course, then we're going to get invited. You can get the flyer. So a few of us, because we're all broken up in a group, we're all broken up different taxis and everything. We, a few of us got the flyer. That's how we knew it. We literally got the flyer. We, like, it was in shock. I mean, um, it was like a, it's a really weird feeling because it's like a, uh, horrific feeling to know yeah. that, oh crap, this shit is true. The tip that we got is real, but at the same time is, oh shit, we might be able to help some girls mm. that are 
locked up somewhere that never thought they were going to get rescued. And so we go in uh, Haiti. We've done a lot of missions because the president is friends with us. Mm. The attorney general is friends with us. And so on the high level, we have um, agreements on the uh, base level, like city level cops and stuff. Um, they're all corrupt pretty much, or a lot of them are corrupt. So anyways, um, we're there for about a week or so. We go to one club, another club, another club. Um, we, uh, we can't order the girl because we don't want the girl to come to the hotel. And then we rescue that one girl and we miss out on however many could mm. be locked up. So we need to figure out a way to find out what club or what, like usually it's a brothel. So we're like, Hey, what, you know, um, there's a lot of us, we got a big party going to happen. Like what, what, where are the girls at? Because I don't want to have it in my room, my hotel, that might look weird. You know, they, they might see me with a bunch of guys and girls coming in there or they might not like it. Right. Something like that to that effect. And so we end up finding out about this so-called mansion. There's uh high walls, metal walls around the mansion, um, guarded all the way around. You go inside, you you pass another guard and you're patted down again. And then you pass another guard at the throwaway. And then you get into the dance floor and it looks like a club inside, but completely protected. And then they'll bring the girls up and it's just like you and whatever buddies you showed up with, like you have to um, uh, schedule it. Mm. Right. So uh, we show up, it's not like anybody else is there. So it's just me and my buddies kind of thing. And then, you know, the, so, so anyways, we had a group that went in and then we have another group that goes in to verify and they just go and get drinks and kind of check it out, try to film whatever they can. Um, and just kind of go, oh, not in the mood, whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, just got to go in, got to verify the girls are there. So they get out. Then uh, the second night is the op night. And we orchestrate with the uh, federal level, but now we need some local police as well to help us. Um, and uh, the idea was myself and another operator go into the compound. We go through all the, I actually have it on film. I actually was filming it with my camera, <laughs> my phone camera, just kind of acting like, party hey man we're going to this party well you know like that right uh get patted down i like went through the uh, so i actually have raw footage of this we go inside they bring the girls up uh but it gets tricky because right as they're about to so they bring the girls up we're sitting there yeah, yeah have fun but we're like trying to check our phone hey when are you guys gonna bust this compound um we'll keep the girls safe there's two armed guys there uh so the plan was i'd go after one he goes after the other uh, we call it like um, uh, DDP, so disarm, disable, protect. So uh, I would go after one, he'd go after the other, and then we'd be able to protect the girls. So, um, but we have to wait till they start going after the gates and mm -hmm. start like barging in, right? Crazy shit happened. Uh, some of those local cops that we were promised weren't part of the issue turned on them right at that moment like right when they got to the gate and they're about to bust in the, the cops turned around with their guns and said nope and like acting as if now they're security for these guys like hmm. uh and now there was about to be a, a standoff right there like freaking like uh alamo uh where now you got one side with federal you get the other guy and we're inside <laughs> still trying to play off like we're tourists, but going, holy shit, this could get really bad. And we're not even armed. We're going to have to grab these guys, but we have no idea how many guys they have more in the house. Like it's a big house. It's a big compound. And here's the thing too, you guys to understand is that these traffickers have a lot of money, like a lot of money. You sell one girl multiple times a day times 365. 
the value of that girl, like in Haiti, is like $350,000 a year. $350,000. That means one, three girls is worth a million in cash. But in Haiti, that number, that value is now multiplied. Yeah. Like we're talking, that's actual million in US money. But a million US money in Haiti converts to about like 20 million, 30 million. Like you're a kingpin at that point. Like no one's going to touch you, including the federal guys probably won't touch you either. So you have to imagine then that his he has more armed guards somewhere in the house. And it was a tricky situation. Um, luckily, more people showed up. Uh, more people showed up at the gates on the federal side. Those guys stood down finally once they realized, oh, wow, there's more guns on that side than their side. So, they're, oh, crap, we chose the wrong side. Uh, but on the inside, these guys started getting all tense. Hey, wait, we got to go here. Go there. So we just play along. Mm. Shit, what the fuck is going on? What's going on? Uh, cop, what the, you fucking set us up? You fucking said you said it's safe. You know, we're trying to play along with these guys. Like, you said it's safe. We're going to get set up. No, no, don't worry. Don't worry. You American. You American. They leave you alone. You American. Like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. Keep the girls here. Keep the girls here. We want to be safe. You know, like trying to act like, yeah, if the girls are here, then there's not going to be shooting. We're, but we're trying to keep the girls in that room before they take them back down to the basement. Um, the op the night before, here's something that's very special. The night before, when our first team went in undercover to verify that they had girls and they brought the girls up, one of the girls slides a little piece of paper after they kind of hung out for a little bit and they're just like sitting there. It's just a big room, uh, like a dance floor in a way. Um, but they're just hanging out and whatever, they get drinks and laughing and whatever. Uh, one of the girls slides him uh, paper and it's written in Spanish uh, that said, help us, please. Mm. Mm. Like they knew that our guys were not the normal guy, like not the typical guy that comes in. Um, obviously, because our guys aren't touching the girls, aren't like doing that. They're just kind of playing along like, oh, yeah, I'd have a drink, you know, stuff. And, and oh, the party will start later. We're waiting for our good friend to show up. You know, that kind of thing. The girls knew. And that girl slid a piece of paper over to a good friend of mine. And he opens it uh, he, discreetly. And it's like, help us, please, in Spanish. And that's why we were like, okay, we need to do this tomorrow. Like, mm. We need to orchestrate this immediately. We need to get them out of there. Because even the girls are asking for help. Um, so you fast forward now. I'm in there. The, uh, they're starting to storm the gates. Uh, these two guys inside are trying to figure out what to do. But luckily, by the time the federal rally had shown, extra additional people had shown up. They had stormed that so fast. Because I'm literally texting, like, hey, you got to go quick, man. Like, there's the gate. Then there's the other security check. Then there's door security check with bars. And then there's us inside. So we'll... I, we've only seen these two guys. I don't know if there's more, but we'll take them out as soon as we're as soon as we need to. Um, which as soon as they made it through this, the first gate security check, then um, they actually the other guys had already like ran. Uh, so they make it to us. Um, so now at this point, because it's not always that we blow a cover, we'll blow a cover if we have to. But if we think it's safe, as long as the girls are safe, then we don't have to blow a cover. Um, so at that point, they got through so quickly that then we just acted like the Americans, like what's going on? That's what's going on. The girls were still safe. Uh, they take them outside and um, that was the rest of the story. So Sage's prayer happens at that moment when we weren't even, when there was almost a stand down Alamo style and they were gonna just start blasting at each other. Uh, Sage literally runs to her room and says a prayer for us. Yeah, good story, man. Um, obviously very graphic and 
Pretty good. Hey, man, uh, as we wrap this up, give us the three most graphic situation that you walked in. So, you know, motherfuckers listening to the podcast, specifically men, can, can hold these kind of images and, and understand that, hey, you know, we don't live in a, in a happy, uh, mappy world. Like there is no. evil out there and this shit is real. Uh, mutilation, uh, mutilation of little kids. Uh, there was like a tribe that was... Um cult or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it is, but uh, they were mutilating a, a, a boy to sell his, or not sell, to um, feed his genitals to a snake, uh, like a two-year-old. He's now in a wheelchair in uh, another country, uh, surviving this a few years ago. And But this particular group of people were doing this sacrificial thing like every other month. With babies, like we cut the genitals off and then feed it to the snake. And I guess the snake was their god. Like people think that uh, our world is so squirt is fucking crazy. Like the kind of shit going on, and we're at home, and then we see some crazy movie and we think it's crazy. But now what I've seen, I think the movies don't even get near how bad how bad it is. And so when people say sound of freedom, all it's made up, yeah, it's made up because it doesn't actually show you the full iceberg. It shows you not even barely the tip. So, yeah, in that sense, it is made up because we didn't show you exactly what's going on and how bad it really gets. We showed you something that would allow us to put it in the theater so that you could actually watch it and get a glimpse. But it's not what's really going on. What's really going on is like 100 times worse. Hmm. Uh, organ harvesting, boy getting cut open, and we're walking in. They're starting to take the kidney out. Like uh, a kid is sold organ sold worth half a million dollars at some point on the black market. Uh, and then of course the trafficking, um, walking in on that one particular guy, we literally have him on camera too, with our op guys on camera. And he's on this little girl, like this shit is happening. And it's, and it's horrible. Well, you know, that, that picture paints the idea that again, Americans are the number one consumer. And that's something we need to be very, very aware of. So if you're consuming anything in the sense of porn or anything in that direction, wake yourself the fuck up. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, you know, final, final, uh, final word is, uh, you know, the problem is, is, is men. Uh, and, and, you know, men in general and lost men. Um, and again, I'll come back to the if there is no customer, none of this shit exists. But here's here's a concept that I thought of over the over the years. I've seen all this shit going on, right? And the emasculation of men. What if this is part of it as well, where the man is so emasculated by the woman that they now they got to go pick on the little girl because yeah. they don't think that they are strong enough or tough enough to stand up to the woman. Uh, they got to go for the little kid, the what? harmless one, the innocent one that can't can't fight back. 100%. You're right. And it's not what if it's exactly what is. But again, it's not a woman problem. It's a man problem that allows that to happen. Yeah. Um, that's why the fundamental role of a man and a woman inside of marriage is violated. And we had more confusion happening. And so this is fundamentally a leadership issue. And it's fundamentally fucking man's problem. And that's why men need to deal with the problem themselves. You don't need mm -hmm. to solve woman in problem in general, you just need to solve your wife's problem, because that's the woman in your life. 
So, uh, man, I want to thank yeah. you for being on on the podcast. Very important message that we want to put out right out there um, because we stand for the truth, and the truth is what your eyes have seen on the ground, man. Uh, and this is above and beyond what the movie is. And uh, we encourage people to go see the movie and and stay in the feeling of the shit feeling that that you recognize, and also the hope, right? That there are men like you out there risking their life, dude. When you're out there, you're telling me the fucking story. My mind was going to a place where fuck, man, you 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 you're 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 the same Cahill with an L. You're the same Cahill that, <laughs> that 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 you know that is so concerned about taking care of your boys, right? Yeah. And there's a di- dichotomy there. It's like, hey man, I'm here, I'm, I'm I'm doing God's work. At the same time, I know that I've I've given my sons to God, and He's taking care of. And there's a balance that takes place for you to do the duty. Hundred percent balance. My kids even knew it. Uh, there were so many missions I I went on in the middle of the mission, including that one that I just shared, where I didn't know if I was going home, but I, I was fine with it. I would have been worse off if I'd gone home and we hadn't rescued the girls. Uh, that would have been worse. Well, know that God, God is definitely with you guys. So thank you for that. And thank him for that. And glory to God. So thank you, coach. Thank you guys. Uh, follow us on IG, follow also to warriorweek.com. And until next time. Quit on your wife, quit on your kids, quit on your desires. It's okay to be okay. Manually putting the fucking blindfold on yourself. Tonight, you're gonna find out what power is.